0: All right, let's go read the Bible.
1: Yeah, let's get to it. Husband. Wife. What is today and what are we doing?
0: Well, it is Saturday, which means that today is
1: Q&A Saturday.
0: That's right. And mm. uh, what are we queuing and aing today?
1: Did you have any specific cues?
0: I didn't that I can think of.
1: Right, I didn't either. So I'm just kind of doing a little summary of ecclesiastes chapters 6 through 10
0: okay sounds good Okey let's dokey. uh go do this
1: sounds good okay so since we didn't have any questions right specifically other than the fuck
0: well i mean i my only question is why the fuck does it sound like you know, proverbs. Why did it switch from such a it's like such a different tone?
1: It it really is. But I
0: don't know that we have an answer for that. Right.
1: No, we don't. And um it even mentions that in my notes. Right. So we're not the only ones that think that.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh well that's that's comforting that is
1: always comforting when we think a thing and then I find out that oh others. Yeah, it is true. That is a fact. Right. So chapter six Is a continuation from previous chapter about the vanity of life. Okay. And this chapter in particular deals with wealth and insatiability. Um, Basically saying that one of the worst things that can happen to a person in this life is to have stuff but not enjoy it. Okay. And so we should be content with what we have and not submit to vanity and keep restlessly seeking more.
0: I think that that's a double-edged sword. So, like you and I mm-hmm. talk about this a lot, where you know we we want to be happy with what we have and who we are and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think also on the the flip side of that is that mm-hmm. if you stop pursuing things in your life,
1: right, become complacent,
0: yeah, you're not really living. Like right. there's there's a point where I, I understand what they're getting at. You know, you 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 have to not continuously work. For for no reason, like if you're working just to work and collect more wealth, Mm -hmm. that that I can see is absurd. But if you're working towards goals and projects and things like that, I feel like that's a worthwhile endeavor a lot of the
1: time. Well, I feel like you and I um, pretty much represent both sides of this because I tend to be very complacent and very satisfied with, well, this is where I'm at and I'm happy about it. The end. (laughs) And you are the perpetual dreamer, always wanting to better our our lot, no matter what our lot is. And we kind of balance each other out, which is nice because I remind you to smell the flowers and you remind me that, but we can plant more flowers too and that's okay.
0: Right, right. But I mean, even in my seeking more, Mm -hmm. I am seeking more not for just riches. I'm thinking, I'm seeking more to better myself To Yeah. Um, I mean, I want, I want to... I like creating, I like mm-hmm. getting involved in things, I, I want to I want to be more than I am,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so
0: I endeavor to be more than I am, Sure, all the time.
1: Same, I mean, that's part of why I wanted to, you know, read the Bible, and, right, and right. figure out more, and I, w- I always love the research part, because I like learning more than what I know.
0: I attribute most of my craziness to, like, my ADHD, that I have undiagnosed, diagnosed,
1: yeah. <laughs> apparently, your, your mom says that you were apparently diagnosed when you were young. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Who knows? I don't know how. I mean, that was in like the 80s. So, yeah. who knows how reliable that was. But
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But I also, I mean, I've grown to um, enjoy my ADHD at some level. It's annoying, but also it gets me into a lot of things that I have learned to concentrate on. Mm-hmm. And, and focus in on. Like, this podcast is, sure. a, is a prime example.
1: Sure. I mean, you're always trying something new. And right. whether it sticks or not is not always the point. Yeah. And all of the things that you've tried have led to the successes that we have had. And the things that you stick with are because of all the things you've tried.
0: Right, right.
1: So, yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I think it's nice that we're able to balance each other out that way. Definitely, definitely. So, um, this chapter also covers um, things like the rich may live long and have much, but they die unsatisfied and unmourned, I okay. guess. And then also, what is the point of wisdom and what reason is there for the poor to find a role in life to improve one's lot? And the desire to find answers beyond the obvious as seen as vanity. Mm. And it's kind of the... Dorothy Gale at the end of the movie, The Wizard of Oz, saying, if it's not in my backyard, then I shouldn't want it at all, or some shit like that, which I always took issue with because that message wasn't in the book. Yeah. And they added it for a Hollywood ending. Sure, but sure. But still, it's, again, part of the, you've got to find that happy medium between acceptance and continued growth.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, at some level, I can agree with some of this, so... Right. It's just a matter of how it's spelled out. Sure. And
1: no extremes, please. (laughs) Right. 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 And then finally, also, there is an impasse where they say everything has been defined, so humans are inherently incapable of contesting a cause with God. So uh, that was in in that chapter somewhere. Got it. Okay. God has already figured everything out, and so even if we keep learning more... There's nothing, we can never learn everything because we're not God and right. God is God.
0: Right. But, you know, part of, part of being human to me is just uh, the, the curiosity of life. Yeah. Like learning everything you can. Yes. Just because knowledge is is, is something I crave, you I know. I know, same, same. So I, 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 I won't stop trying to learn.
1: No, I mean, basically shoot me the day I stop trying to learn. I don't
0: give a fuck what God knows. God doesn't exist in my head, so. Right. You know.
1: But even if there was a God, like, we are filled with curiosity. And I don't think it's a sin to try to pursue that that curiosity that we were given.
0: I agree. I agree. So
1: poop on that. Yeah. So chapter seven is about the wisdom and folly of man as compared to each other. And this chapter deals with suffering and sin, and man seeking knowledge by his own means and through his own schemes will always inevitably fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a thing. That's,
0: that's why the scientific method never works. Right, exactly, yeah, that's exactly. Why, that's what's going and,
1: on. And that's why, if you really believe that, I hope that you have never called 911 or gone to a hospital,
0: right? or right. driven
1: a car, or used a microwave, or yeah. have a cell phone, or indeed are... Able to listen to podcasts. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. You know, you can't have it both ways, in my book. Exactly. So this is the point at which it was stated in my notes that um, the first half of this was similar to that of Proverbs, but I think we started noticing that in chapter six. Yeah. But our notes say, um, or what I have found in my research is that it really, really true in chapter seven. Right. And so. While the first half of chapter 7 is similar to Proverbs, the second half exposes the, quote, crookedness of life that moves to the crookedness of humanity.
0: Okay. I don't
1: really know what that means, but there were a couple of verses in chapters 6 and 7 about how God sets straight that which was set crooked or God sets crooked that which was set straight or something like that. right. And right. that man's not able to do that.
0: Okay. And so, I'm like, like, but
1: we do build dams. Yeah. And we yeah. did, you know, dig up um, what, like the Panama Canal and Yeah, stuff but we're like talking that. about
0: the Bronze Age here, right? Right. You know, like, but or that's whatever, why it's Iron no longer, Age, Bronze Age, sometime way that's back. But
1: why, that's why the wisdom of the Bible, when it comes to stuff like that, like, no longer really applies. Right. Like, come up with a better analogy, a better example. Yeah. You know, because actually we can set things crooked or straight depending on our whim. Yeah. And, you know, somebody built the fucking pyramids and it wasn't God. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So um, the first part of chapter seven is a critique of the sages on the day of adversity and has to do with instructive suffering. So as a funeral may cause one to think about life, whereas a party probably not visits to the house of mourning may bring more valuable lessons for Inner character, enabling true resolutions in one's life. So, like, so you're
0: more reflective at a at a, at a funeral, funeral than a party,
1: right? Okay. So that remember, we did have a question about that, like, why would you appreciate a funeral more than a party? That doesn't right. make any sense, right? So that kind of was a that, question. That clears up
0: a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they're
1: they're saying that a party is just nothing but fun and enjoyment and is shallow, whereas okay. at a funeral, you're going to be more likely to. Think about how short life is and think about the things that you want to accomplish before your own death. And I can know,
0: appreciate that. that there, that's a, that's a good way of wisdom looking at that. it. That,
1: that's not what it said. Right. That's not what I got from it. But, oh, OK, that's what you. But meant. if that's what
0: they're getting at, then that, that makes some sense.
1: Sure. Sure. And so I can appreciate that. Right. Yeah. Um. Still, I don't like funerals and I do like parties and I think that's OK. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. like. My, I don't know that
0: I do... I mean, like, I've been to funerals. I don't know that I do a lot of reflecting on my life. I, no. I actually am thinking about that person and yeah. their life, which, yeah. you know, I, I, I want to remember them. Like, I do... I'm always trying to remember them really well. Like, I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's sad that they're gone and, um,
1: now, you know... my experience with funerals is a little different than yours because my first real funerals with family and friends were with... Um, first my ex, I went to his grandparents' funeral. And then with you, I went to your grandparents' funeral. Right, so you don't really have
0: as much of an attachment to the people that you've gone to funerals for. And
1: so my experience with funerals has been trying to think about the person that I didn't either ever have met or didn't really know if I did meet them a couple times. Sure. And so it's less about the person and more about meeting a bunch of people that I've never met before and trying to find the correct mood and expression on my face. Sure. Because I'm around people that it's almost like a family reunion for them. Yeah. And so that's nice and it's fun to meet people. And like, I can remember when we went to your grandfather's funeral. Yeah. um, That was a family reunion. Oh yeah. And that, it was A very enjoyable experience meeting so many of your relatives. Several of which, though, were like, So, are we being invited to your wedding? And we (laughs) didn't even, like, I didn't even remember, wait, is this grandfather on your mom's side or your dad's side? How are they related? Right. And I'm sorry, who the fuck are you again? Right. Like, and I didn't know how to deal with that. And, you know, we were just trying to have a small wedding. So, like, I wasn't necessarily thinking, about death. And I wasn't thinking about that person even. Sure. I was very selfishly thinking of my discomfort <laughs> and looking at all the kids sitting on the couch playing on their Game Boys and wishing I could be one of the kids sitting on the couch playing I think a Game Boy. That, I
0: think that's fair. You you're, you were an outsider in that situation. And mm-hmm. it's it's hard to know what to do or how to handle yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I was very much at home because that's the family I grew up with and knew. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just, it's different, different ways of viewing it. But I mean, definitely makes a difference as to whose funeral you're going to.
1: Right. And then like with my own grandparents, I was not able to attend my grandfather's funeral because I was in the military at the time and couldn't come home for that. And then with my grandmother's funeral, I drove all the way across the damn country, like a three-day driving trip. Yeah. And went and it was just me and my sister and... Two of my uncles, you know? I mean, our
0: family dynamics are night and day as far as what your family, like size of families is. Yeah. I I have a huge family.
1: Yeah. And I barely know my extended family. Right. So.
0: I can, I I almost trip over mine coming out the door. So. Yeah. Like they're all over the damn place. They are. I don't even know who all half my family is.
1: I literally had to make a chart to remember again, which side of the family your relatives are on because I don't know. I like, I don't know these people still. And we've been married for 15 years. Yeah. So just weird. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where I was going with all that. So just, much is yeah, that funerals versus parties. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So there are four dangers and the four dangers to hinder wisdom are thus corruption, impatience, bitterness, and nostalgia.
0: Hmm. Nostalgia, huh? Yeah. That's an interesting one to throw in there.
1: Right? And I was like, you know what? I I fall victim to impatience, bitterness, and nostalgia, not corruption. Right. Because I'm not a corruptible person. I think what I think, and that's that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm very impatient. I am bitter about a lot of things. And I do sometimes fall victim to nostalgia. Sure. Not, like, the, quote, good old days, but, like... The place where I grew up, it was an Air Force base in Southern Italy that no longer exists. Yeah. And I have nostalgia for that place that I spent 10 years of my childhood.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, through 10th grade, so.
0: Yeah, and it's not like mine where I could go down and visit where I grew up anytime.
1: Yeah, so. because it's, you know, small town USA right down the road. Yeah. So, yeah. So, of those four, do you have problems with any of those? I don't
0: know that I have problems with them. I, you're I, very
1: patient. You yeah. don't suffer bitterness. You don't have a lot of nostalgia issues. And you're certainly not corruptible. Right. So I would say yeah. you're one of God's good people. I would
0: say nostalgia would be the one that I have the most in me. But I don't feel like it's a hindrance of any type.
1: No, no. So it doesn't hold you back and you don't suffer for it or Right, anything. right.
0: No. No. So I, I don't know. You I don't totally, relate to any of those. You exactly. did not
1: even like react when I said you're one of God's good people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It didn't really register. But, no, yeah. I
1: know. I totally expected you to be like, I resent that. Right. Yeah. Sorry. So the need of wisdom. Okay. huh. Wisdom belongs to God, but is granted to his people and has a deeper level of protective power than wealth. Mm. Would you okay. rather have knowledge or wealth?
0: I mean, I would rather have both.
1: I was going to say, if you have knowledge, you should be able to attain wealth.
0: One would think. But
1: just because you have wealth doesn't mean you have knowledge, and you're more likely to lose that wealth without knowledge. Right, right. That's true. So if I had to pick one, I would say knowledge. Sure. So if you had to pick one... If
0: I had to pick one, it would be knowledge. Sure. Yeah.
1: Sure. I mean, that's the right answer. Yeah,
0: right. No, I know that's the right answer. But it would
1: be nice, as we often state, to... Have enough that a fucking flat tire ain't going to put us yeah. out for the month.
0: No, I mean, you'd think that part of wisdom would be having enough money to not have a fucking break the bank incident that right. happens to, you know, could happen anytime.
1: Right, right. So. I mean, it's stated that most Americans live like one emergency away from poverty. Ooh, ooh. Right? That's, that's us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I hate when I say that, I, I should say that with the uh, with this in mind, that there are people that have it much worse than us, of course, and and you know obviously we maybe could cut our expenses by living in a poor part of town or or you know not having certain things that we have. There are always ways to cut expenses, of course, but you know it. At some level, we we have this discussion all the time. Why should we feel like we have to not and like we want to enjoy our lives? So we want to have a nice place to live. We want to be able to well, by, you know, watch Star Trek on the TV. You know, like I or, was gonna
1: say, why should um, why should we have to feel guilty for paying for Netflix or Paramount Plus, right? You right. know, or having air conditioning that runs all summer, right? Like those are the things. And like you say, we could live in a less nice place, but we're not exactly in like no, a high class a, area. We're not in a
0: nice. We're we're in a in a decent ish place.
1: Right. I
0: I would say. If I had to categorize
1: it. I would say we're like in a um, poor adjacent neighborhood. Sure. So we're not in a poor neighborhood. Right. Our neighborhood is poor adjacent, which is why we're able to afford it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Indeed. So life under God, both good times and bad times are God ordained. And purposeful. Ah. So we should accept good when accessible and face adversity when it becomes reality.
0: Are we allowed to know what the purpose is at any point? No, is he gonna spell it out? Is there like no, rules for this shit? No, we don't to get shit? to know the plan. No, no. no. Okay.
1: But it does remind me of the theme song of The Facts of Life. Does which it? Is you take the take you take you take you take you take them both, and there you there of have The, the facts, facts of, of life. life. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean... That, to me, is like, yep, okay, true, yep. Sure, yeah. You know, you take the good, you take the bad. I mean, what else can you do? Yep. You can cry about it, but that doesn't change anything. (laughs) And then it goes on to say, a critique of the sages on justice and wickedness.
0: A critique of the sages on justice and wickedness?
1: Yeah, that's a little five-verse section of Ah, chapter seven. Okay. And... Then it carries on with neither too wise nor too foolish. This part advises us neither to be too wise and righteous nor too foolish and wicked, but a quote oh, bit of both. This is
0: where we were talking about the Goldilocks and, mm-hmm, like, you know, mm-hmm. you got to have the just right bit of both. Whatever, yeah.
1: Just like from Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Right. They decided at the end bit right. of both as those who fear God will succeed in both. Yeah. Did you know that?
0: I I guess so.
1: You should start fearing God.
0: Mm, no thanks or not right no
1: and then the end of chapter seven as we recall is my favorite it's a critique of the advice of women
0: (laughs) yeah
1: yeah um the search for integrity the statements in this verse are not a polemic against women but an allegorical warning against folly capital f so it's her name Mm, okay who is described as an evilly seductive woman who is on a hunt to catch sinful people, oh. so it's not anti-woman or woman hating. We're mm. told it's about that that um, personification of the quintessential honey-lipped vixen.
0: Got it. It's not and that all women like, aren't they considered succubuses? Is that what it is? Succubi. Succubi. Yeah. Or isn't that yeah. isn't that kind of like the same realm?
1: The honey-lipped vixen. Maybe. Um, yes and no. I mean. I don't think that's what they were no. saying. No, they weren't talking about like a magical power. Okay. They were or well, sometimes like it borders
0: a, on that feeling like it the way does, they talk about. It does.
1: It does, but here they were talking about a woman, but a um just again a personification of the quintessential piece of shit woman, <laughs> not like women in general. Got now, it. That's why what, is it
0: never why is it never a, why is it never the quintessential piece of shit man though?
1: Because men are awesome. Okay. And when they're not, they're going to hell. And mm. that's it. Like, we don't have descriptions of them the like way the, we have description of, of women.
0: Right. The, I mean, the worst they really say about men is that they are, uh, well, no, I guess they do say that men can be evil mm-hmm. and foolish.
1: Right. But they don't talk about But they don't go on at length
0: about how shitty it is.
1: Harpies are. and whores and grabbing you with their honey lips right. and seducing yeah. you and them bitches, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 And and I would just like to point out that the notes that I read may say that it wasn't a woman-hating thing, but that's not the way it read.
0: That No, yeah.
1: It read as, women suck, watch out for them. Yeah. Not, a certain type of woman sucks, and you need to be careful of that type of woman.
0: Now, they have pointed out specifically that it's a quote-unquote certain type of woman in other in
1: other places yes but not in chapter seven of ecclesiastes no because then it ended with i recall i've never met a righteous woman right yeah and i'm like you married 700 of them and had 300 fucking concubines right so get the fuck out of here
0: no i I feel like that was a a, apologist yeah an apologist take Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely but i included it because
0: right we're trying to do fair you know research yeah
1: sure so that was their take but not mine sure so, chapter 8 concerns human and divine authority with the advice that fearing God is the wisest course. Mm. Which, I mean, that's what they I been don't saying. think really
0: fearing um, something that I have no proof of is a wise choice.
1: I don't think that you should have to fear God. Like, yeah. I, I just don't think that any God worth his salt should want to be feared.
0: Right, right.
1: And I have been told, well, that's a very man-made feeling like that's a man perspective that's a human perspective and i'm Mm -hmm. like right should i do it from a dog's perspective i'm a human (laughs) like human
0: what other perspective do we have right right
1: and why are you daring to speak for god
0: right yeah
1: i i don't get that like why do you think that you know better than me what God wants? And the because it's in the Bible just ain't a good enough yeah, answer. Yeah, I think
0: that, that's one of the things that always bothers me. Is it feels like a lot of people that that tell you what you need to do for God, mm-hmm. they're telling you what they think. I'm like, mm-hmm. why do you know more than anybody else? Why are you the one that's correct?
1: Right. right. What,
0: what makes you understand this more than me? Right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And, Especially and, you, can't, when... and you can't explain it. You can't tell me why.
1: Especially when it's a Christian. And I'm like, but why do you think that you know more than Jewish people who started this religion in the first place? Right. Right. Like, and I I don't see you being one of God's chosen people. So I'm sorry. Tell me again how this works. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't make sense. Right. And so... Jews get a pass cuz they in, invented the religion and they're God's chosen people and then Christians get a pass cuz they came later but they believe in Christ.
0: Well to be fair, we haven't gotten to the, you know, New Testament
1: shit. No, yet. I know. I'm I'm spewing nonsense ahead of myself. It just makes me mad that like Jews and Christians get a pass the end. Right. And like nobody else, everybody else is going to hell. Yeah. Are they though? Like, I don't know. That's what I mean, you that's say. That's your take.
0: I don't, why? Again, why, why should I give a fuck?
1: That's just like your opinion, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, chapter eight goes on about wisdom and folly compared and royal authority and how we're supposed to obey authorities for God's sake. Mm. So, you know, man-made laws and all that stuff.
0: Again, I'm not down with that.
1: No, me neither. And then it goes on about the inequalities of life and fearing God is the wisest course and death comes to all, which we've already covered all of these. And then it's summarized with a man has nothing better under the sun than to eat, drink and be merry, which is like a fucking wooden sign that you get for your mom to hang right. on a wall. You know, yeah. yeah, that is to accept God's gift. And place oneself in his hands.
0: Next to it is the, uh, is it like the Eat, Pray, Love? Is it Eat, Pray, Love? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. What's that woman's name? I can't remember her name now.
1: Elizabeth Gilbert.
0: Okay. Eat, Pray, Love. Elizabeth Gilbert wrote that book. Got it. Got
1: it. Yes. But she also wrote um, a great piece and did a TED Talk on the whole thing and about creativity and writing and stuff. Okay. Um, she's was kind of dismayed that that was, she had written a book before that none of us can remember the title to, and that perturbs her (laughs) that then she wrote this one. And that was the runaway that she's remembered for. And she wrote a book after that, that nobody. Yeah. And so she's not thrilled with that.
0: Got it. Which I don't blame her. Right.
1: But she did this great Ted talk on um, chasing creativity and feeling the magic of writing and how, um, the muse um, escapes you. And man, she's just she's so wonderful. Yeah. that It's funny that that's what she's known for. Right. Anyway, Elizabeth Gilbert. Great TED talk. Yeah. OK, so chapter nine is about more of the inequalities of life. And this chapter brings together some of the book's major themes, namely the shared fate of death, the importance of enjoyment in the midst of an unpredictable world, and the value of wisdom.
0: I mean, those are all things that I could, like, that's some of the stuff that I kind of agree with. Like, Mm -hmm. that's all, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: if you take God out of a lot of the things that they're talking about, I can agree with some of the sentiments in this book. Sure. It's just that you got to bring God into it, and then I'm like, oh, Uh. no. And and, And the way you're phrasing some of these things is just not okay but the general sentiments if you take them in a secular as a secular idea sure are okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and they could they could be discussed rationally and and make sense for people's lives mm-hmm. but it's the god part that gets me
1: mm-hmm. definitely so dealing with ignorance death and pleasure the central theme of the first portion of this chapter is that death is the fate that ultimately awaits all people, which, duh. Right. Though traditional wisdom might suggest that one's fate should be determined by how righteously they lived, this obviously does not turn out to be true, making death the great equalizer.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's funny that um, in the Old Testament, there's a lot of struggle in their minds and in these books about how unfair death is. Yeah. You know, and how, how the poor sometimes... You know, or no? I'm sorry. How the um the wise and upright sometimes die before the the, the corrupt wicked. and the rich. You yeah. know, and it's like, yeah, that's that's because your God doesn't exist and it doesn't fucking and matter.
1: Dealing, thinking of an afterlife and thinking of God handling it all makes it for them easier to deal with the inequality, right? And I'm like, that's very immature, though. Maybe right. you should. Maybe you should think about it better, maybe it is unfair, and maybe that's just the way it is, not because God made it that way, but because, yeah, like you said, kind of sometimes life just does suck,
0: well, and I feel like our view on this is why there is such unfairness in society in general, even today, mm-hmm. because we allow for the fact that, oh that'll God'll take care of that, yeah, you know, we don't we don't take action on things because God'll take care of it, you yeah. know, like it's 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 left up to some other unknown entity that we don't have to well we don't have to worry about it that it
1: removes the responsibility from self and places it in some mystical magical hands over there
0: yeah so, and that that's bullshit yeah. it's, it's not going to be placed in some other mystical magical hands right we should be taking care of this and rectifying these things as they are seen and done on this planet right now
1: i was listening to an episode of Um, The Daily Zeitgeist, one of my favorite podcasts out there. Yeah. And they said that the 2020s are epitomized by um, the description is something to the effect of um, all of humanity shouting into the void, don't you know who I am? (laughs) 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 And that just... That made me think of this, you know. Yeah, sure. Like it's so true. Like everybody's the most important person, yeah, and yeah. nobody is responsible for anything. It
0: almost makes me feel bad that we started this podcast in the 2020s because I'm like, right. oh well, shit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but
1: I mean, but we didn't we didn't come into it with going. Don't you know who I am? No, like, we just
0: had time to think about you know things that we wanted to learn more about, mm-hmm. and honestly, we were doing podcasting prior. To the pandemic. It just happened that this venture started after the pandemic or right around the same time. I can't remember exactly when we started. but
1: The pandemic was in the 20s. So, yeah. And we started this at the end of 19, I believe.
0: Oh, yeah. So, we were doing this slightly before the pandemic.
1: Maybe not. I don't
0: know. Whatever. Whatever. Somewhere around there.
1: Uh, It was a long time
0: ago. I mean, you know, in podcast land.
1: I mean, it's kind of like our marriage. Like, once it's been a couple of years, then you don't remember how right, long. Right, yeah. It's Who's been. keeping track? You know? Yeah, like 15, <laughs> 16 years. Like, do you remember how long? I long mean, we're anybody married?
0: that's been listening to us forever, like, do you guys know that we have over 800 fucking episodes now? Right. What? That's like, crazy. what the fuck? Like, I remember celebrating number 50. It seemed like it was yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah. That I was... think we skipped right over episode 500 <laughs> and we're like, oh. Oops.
0: Yeah, we'll get to it when we get to 1,000 or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. So to go on, the teacher, which you know, um, is the name Ecclesiastes or right, C- right. Uh, Heleth, C- Caholeth, Sure. Cahalith. I-, I don't remember his name. Right. Yeah. Um, he exhorts his audience to live fully while they still can, finding joy in every moment. Agreed. Agreed. To experience joy is not to deny the pain and confusion of life, but to appreciate the small pleasures within it. And I agree with that. Sure. Sure. Solomon, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know? I'm down with that.
1: Time and contingency is the next little bit of this chapter. Okay. In this section, the teacher presents his observations about the unpredictability of life, making the claim that people cannot know what will happen to them, which I'm like, no.
0: Obviously. You right. don't say. Yeah.
1: There is no reliable connection between one's efforts and what one receives, and this absurdity characterizes life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's Sometimes exactly life true. Sucks. Yeah. So. You work hard. You may get rewarded. And it sucks when you don't. Right. The end. <laughs> right. Right.
0: No, I mean, I, I, I think I've, I've made comments throughout my life where I'm like, if I just had, like, it's not my, the, I put a lot of effort into a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mostly what holds me back is not the ability to do things but the lack of ability to fund the things that I want to do right right and it pisses me off to see people that are doing worse things than me better because they have the money to fund them
1: now what cracks me up about this section is that it goes completely opposite of Ayn Rand's theory in um, Atlas Shrugged which states the entire premise of the book is based on you work hard, you 100% will get rewarded. Right. Because that's what the book is about. The the people who work hard being rewarded. And when um, they feel like they're pulling too much weight for everybody who's not working hard, they go off and create their own little corner of the world in the mountains where all work, hard work is always rewarded and nobody shirks and rides on others' <laughs> coattails. And so it's really funny to me that... That is completely opposite of what this says. Yeah, and yet somehow Republicans embrace both enthusiastically.
0: I think everybody has their own beliefs about all kinds of stuff, and they Mm -hmm. hold on to them with dear life because it's all they have. Sure. So that and and it applies to everybody. Not even probably many atheists out there. You know, we all believe things work certain ways, Mm -hmm. and if if you don't believe that, then your worldview falls apart. You know, and. I think I think that atheists and free thinkers are better at thinking outside of the box with regard to some of those ideas. Or
1: being okay with being proven wrong. Right,
0: right. But I do think that many of us, including myself, have ideas that we hold on to and that's that's how the world works. And I know, if it were to change, it's 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 not good. Right. So I mean, I'm not mad that people have ideas about how um, workers get rewarded or, or what have you. But be open to the... I think all that I ask of people is just to be open to conversation about how t- you might be wrong. Sure. You know, like, I, there are differing opinions. Let's let's talk about them. Right. I love talking about differing opinions.
1: Well, I love the idea that hard work is always 100% rewarding. I love
0: that idea. That that I just be don't believe in awesome it.
1: would be awesome if it were true. Right. But it's clearly not. And in this particular part of the Bible... They agree. Right.
0: No, and that's Solomon
1: goes on at great length about how that's not fucking true. Right, right. So, there it is. Yeah. So, at the end of chapter 9, the teacher returns to the topic of wisdom and says, though wisdom is ultimately of tremendous importance, one cannot expect that wisdom will be met with reward. Thus, realism, rather than untenable optimism or pessimism, is encouraged. Hmm. So he's saying be realistic. Yeah. So just no. Sure. Just accept that sometimes life isn't fair. Yeah. Which I can get down with that notion.
0: Definitely, definitely.
1: Okay, chapter 10, the excellence of wisdom. And this chapter focuses on foolishness. Okay. Okay? hmm So it starts out saying foolishness, or it starts out dealing with foolishness in personal life. And it talks about the... Invisible side of one's life as contrasted to face, hands or body um, in previous chapters the, it mentioned um, the foolishness of um, things that you do with your face or um, putting your hands to foolish acts or, okay. you know, putting your body through foolish things like, you know, sex with a, a vixen. Right? right. Right. And so this one is talking about the invisible side of one's life, meaning your thoughts. Okay. So it's, it's juxtaposed against that. Got it. You know, um, don't be foolish. <laughs> right. In right. your thoughts. Yeah. Because okay?
0: you won't be able to find the town. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Okay. Yeah.
1: I can't find the town. <laughs> I saved that in our t shirt <laughs> No, I saw that. Yeah. T-shirt ideas section. Yeah.
0: I'll, I'll get around to making that t-shirt someday.
1: Can't find town. Yeah. yeah. So um, the next one was high places. Okay. And so folly can be found within the leadership of a nation and results in odd reversals of pos- position and prestige resulting in a topsy-turvy society. Mm. That's all a fancy way of saying that sometimes your leaders are foolish and that makes the country suck.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously Trump. you look at ours. Well, yeah. I mean not just Trump. No, I know. I always, you always say on Trump, him but on am because there's the so most many others.
1: He's the most obvious example, but yeah, we've got a lot of foolish people in office yeah. right now, so yeah. that is definitely true. I mean, Lauren true. Bobert
0: just recently, Jesus you know. <laughs> Christ.
1: I mean, I gotta say it, dumb titties, though, you know?
0: For those that don't know, uh, Lauren Bobert was in a uh, theater production or
1: something? Or for, Be-
0: for Beetlejuice. It was
1: Beetlejuice the musical, yeah. a live production with families and children and uh-huh. pregnant women. Yeah. And she was sitting there.
0: She was giving and, her boyfriend a hand job, wasn't she? And vaping.
1: And, and he was filling up on those bresticles. Yeah, yeah. and,
0: and it's all on camera.
1: It's all on camera. First, she denied it. <laughs> yeah. Any of it. And was like, that's ridiculous. I would never. I talk about, you know, family values. Yeah. And, and then was like, oh, shit. Y'all yeah. saw me. And then she's like. I fell short of my expectations Mm, of myself. And it's like... Because
0: you sure acted like a bitch on the way out from what I saw on camera also. Yeah. So, you know... And
1: then to be clear, like, everybody's like, no, we don't want to hoe shame. And I just want to be clear. Okay? (sighs) Okay, It's not Um, about
0: hoe shaming. Yeah.
1: Let me me just say, live your best hoe life. Sure. I don't give a fuck if you want to be a hoe, be a hoe. God knows that most people in their 20s, lead their whole life. I lived my best hoe life in my 20s, okay? <laughs> I am not here to shame anybody for being a hoe, okay? Right, right. Do it. Be that slut. Look your best. Go out. Party. Feel somebody up in public, you know? Do what you got to do. Yeah, man. Yeah. I have no shame in that, and I, no recrimination here. Sure. Don't do that at the same time that you're Getting Pitching mad family at
0: family values. And shit. Yeah,
1: don't get on to others and deny them the same thing that you are doing. Right. And then don't talk about being like anti-abortion because that's disgusting. And keep your legs together and blah blah blah. You can't hold both roads at the same time. Right. And you know, don't while we're on this topic, be that hoe in your twenties that in your thirties is all of a sudden a fucking PTO mom and pretends. And, you know, I would never, and Clutch Your Pearls, and I know a lot of people like that, and it fucking pisses me off, because I'm like, <laughs> bitch, I knew you in high school.
0: Right, right.
1: So, that's all. That's all I'm saying More. About more,
0: that. I am going to say one thing. Like, I don't think that, um, even if you are living the best whole life, that doing what she did in public there, the way she was doing it... Right. ...is acceptable either. No, it just, wasn't. Just to be clear. No,
1: it wasn't. And, you know, if somebody... If a pregnant person asks you to please stop vaping, you a shouldn't have been doing it inside in the first place right. and b definitely not when asked to stop. Yeah. Like that's not okay. Right.
0: Right. And
1: good on the staff for kicking her out and calling yeah. the cops to make it happen. Yeah. No, oh, definitely. All right. So foolishness in action blah blah blah. Precautionary measures using wisdom can avert accidents, but are of no use when it's too late. <laughs>
0: that's like the one of the most obvious statements ever i know i know yeah
1: although i will say um but that doesn't give call for like acting the fool and running around in circles screaming in panic right just because it's too late to fix the situation doesn't mean that you can't then try to remedy it remedy it some other way sure like that was just a silly thing to say, I think.
0: Yeah, no, it was.
1: And then foolishness in words. Spoken words can be a test of wisdom, as the ones from the wise can be helpful, but foolish words originate from the foolishness of heart.
0: Mm. So yeah.
1: fools are foolish and say foolish things, and wise people have wisdom and say wise things. The yeah, end.
0: Yeah, there, there you go. Now we, now we know all the things. Except and- that
1: sometimes... Foolish people say wise things, and sometimes wise people say foolish things. Yeah. So.
0: And sometimes just people say what they say. Yeah. I don't, I don't, that's, it's,
1: I don't whatever. really understand that. Yeah. Right. I think
0: they focus too much on foolishness and, and wisdom. And, Me too. And like, it's not, it's not that simple. People
1: are people, man. Right. Just let it go. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Foolishness in national life. The teacher, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the, yeah. The
1: Ecclesiastes, Holith guy right contrast the way of disaster and the way of safety he does not despise laughter wine or money but the point is that quote the pleasures of life should not be its total outlook which i can get behind that that makes sense sure like don't be looking to party all the time you got to come out of your 20s at some point yeah yeah and- at some point, you got to get a little bit serious. You can still go to that Bengals concert. And I only say that Bengals concert because I've been watching the Gilmore Girls. And
0: Bengals? They, they
1: went to a Bengals concert. Oh, yeah. I
0: thought you said bangles, like bang, Bengals. Like Bengals. No, that. you mean
1: like the football team. Yeah. I meant like the band Bengals. that sing, sing the song um, Eternal Flame. Walk Like an Egyptian. And Walk Like an Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah. Eternal Flame being the superior song. And <laughs> Walk Like an Egyptian being a little bit questionable now in retrospect right right, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that's it that's all i that's got that's all we for got q and a all right saturday well,
0: that wraps it up and uh t- let's see tomorrow we will be back with a patreon
1: patreon for
0: those of you that are on patreon mm-hmm. so do that
1: you should do that and it's
0: it's i mean you can get on there for free and try it out. Yeah. See what you think of it.
1: And I was going to talk about one thing, but husband had somebody come into work today. Yeah. And talk to him about numbers and angels. Angel and numbers. Angel numbers. I was like, what
0: the fuck is an angel number? And she starts talking about all kinds of crazy shit. And I'm like, okay.
1: So he came home and was like, we got to talk about angel so numbers. So yeah, if you want to know about
0: angel numbers, go sign up for a free trial of the Patreon.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and then you can listen to it. And then if you don't like us over there enough to pay us two bucks a month, you can always cancel. Yeah. And then well, you, you, get a, you get a free free Patreon episode,
1: yeah. And then after our Patreon episode, you're gonna do the weekly wrap up, yep. And then we'll be back on Monday with Ecclesiastes chapter 11.
0: That is right. And we'll be wrapping up like that book after the next day because yeah. it'll only be two episodes of Ecclesiastes and then we're done with it and we got to do our specials,
1: yeah. So, so. um on Tuesday will be chapter twelve, and then Wednesday will be our bonus wrap summary. up
0: thing, and yeah. then uh, you know the uh, contradictions, and yeah, and then who knows? We'll do something else, maybe we'll,
1: something or else, maybe
0: maybe m- might, maybe we'll take a day off. I don't know. We'll who see. fucking knows? Well, we don't we don't do this like planned shit. No, you know? other so,
1: than telling you like the next couple days, and sometimes even that is wrong.
0: Right? Yeah. something definitely. Alright, thank you guys as always. You guys are all amazing and we love you and uh, we're done for today, so goodbye. Goodbye. Hey wife, I guess that's the end?
1: But husband, that's just sad.
0: It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D.
1: For D's nuts.
0: Oh my god.
1: Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using.
0: And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously.
1: Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.